Hallelujah. Well, dearly Father, we lift you up, magnify, exalt you. We just thank and praise you for your peace, your presence, your power, what you purpose for this day. Uh, we decrease that you may increase. We ask that your presence be upon us. Um, saturate us, Lord. Uh, we ask that your presence be upon uh, the word that's going forth, but also the hearts that's going to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, happy, 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 happy uh, Resurrection Sunday. Um, welcome to Ayers Christian Center Church, uh, to our Ayers TV broadcast. And for those uh, listening in and online or calling in, uh, we know this is a little different for Resurrection Sunday, um, but we believe uh, it's also a great opportunity for uh, all of our uh, Ayers family and friends to come together and uh, just celebrate Resurrection. Uh, we highlight resurrection because that's what it's all about. It's not about, uh, it is about the crucifixion and the price that was paid, but it's, it's even bigger, uh, more important for us to realize that uh, he's risen. He's alive. <laughs> he's alive. He's alive. All right, I decrease, Lord. I get out the way so you can say what you want to say today. Uh, last few weeks, we've been teaching on um, heart seed. And so I was meditating on what the Lord wanted to share for Resurrection Sunday. Didn't want to have a cookie-cutter message, but wanted to hear what God has to say, had to say. And um, uh, I was uh, talking to a young man this week, and as we were talking, just uh, talking over the word uh, Felipe, I just shared Felipe's name, uh, the word made this statement, um, uh, God's heart seat. So Jesus God's heart seed. So today we're going to be talking about, we've been talking about heart seeds, but we're going to talk about Jesus, God's heart seed, since this is uh, the day that represents him. Uh, so we're going to open up with Ephesians 5, 1, if you can turn to Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 1. Um, I do want to share that toward, at, the, uh, at the end of service, we'll do communion and um, We'll actually uh, also uh, gather together for prayer, and uh, I didn't do a good job of making sure I have that number for you, but I believe I'll have that conference number by the end. Uh, but Ephesians 5, um, hit Ephesians 5, uh, uh, Ray, Ray Lomax did a, uh, he led our guy talk that we do on Saturdays at 10 o'clock, and he used this particular scripture, and I thought it was fitting for what God wanted to talk about today. Ephesians 5, starting with verse 1. It says, uh, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling uh, Savior. But it tells us to be followers of God as dear children, followers of God as do your children. Another version says, imitate God in all you do. Seek the best for others. Imitate God in all you do and seek the best of others. So again, we're talking about God's heart. See, so as I was meditating, um, when that scripture came out, I thought about, okay, we're going to imitate God in all he do. Well, I, what I realized is the first thing God did was give us his heart spiritually. That's the first thing God did was to give us, give us his heart. Genesis 2, 7 tells us that he breathed in us the uh, breath of life and we became a living soul. Anything that's alive is, is 
uh, any of us that's alive, we know that we're alive because our, our heart is pumping life through us. Well, God breathed in their heart, and from that point on, it triggered a life-giving power that we're living through even right now. And, you know, uh, Lucifer, who was uh, cast down and, and flipped into Satan, he's been trying to steal that life that God has poured into us uh, ever since. And one of the things he, he, he realized is God breathed in us uh, uh, his, his, his power and his life. So it was almost like he, he extended a, a spiritual and biblical cord and breathed in us. And as long as we stay connected, you know, we have life. So Satan's job has been trying to separate us from that life. You know, uh, the wages of sin, the payment of sin, separation from God is death, right? So he's been trying to separate us that, you know, get us caught up and keeping up, get us pulled away, get us uh, to compromise and to uh, sell out the life that we've been, we've been given. And so, so I thought about this uh, because God gave us, he breathed his life in us, but, but really he, he <laughs> uh, scripture says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. So imagine God's heart, he's, out of it flows life. So it's almost like he, he, he breathed in us particles of his heart. So into the bodies of, body of Christ, there was a piece of his heart here, a piece of his heart there, a piece of his heart there, a piece of his heart there. So he's, he's, he's staying connected to his heart. The scripture tells us what? That man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And I know, the, I know he was uh, referring to how we, when we measure and we assess people when they were uh, lining up the kings that Samuel was looking for, he's really looking for David, but... Uh, he first looked on uh, the, uh, the, the valor and the, 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 the cut and the buff of the sons that was before David. And God says, see, you think all those are the sons based on their appearance. He says, but that's man. Man looks on the outward appearance, but I look on the heart. Well, hey, let me tell you something else God showed me. We could say look on the heart in terms of uh, uh, recognition, but it's also looking on the heart looking after the heart. So, so man looks after the outward appearance, right? Man, man gets in the morning, looks up and get in the mirror, make sure uh, they shave or women adorn their hair and things. But scripture says it's not the adorning of the, the, the outer man, but it's the hidden man of the heart. But it says God looks on the heart. Hey, God watches after the heart. Why? Because it's, it's a piece of him. So he put, he put uh, uh, the best part of himself inside of us so he would always be mindful of us to look after us and to care for us. He's caring for his heart. So uh, when, when everything happened in the Garden of Eden and, um, and uh, man got separated from God, it, it, took a piece of, it, it took pieces of him away. So he, he always longed to to reunite that connection. So, so remember now, the first thing God did, we, we're saying we should follow after God. The first thing, first, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The first thing God did was to give us his heart spiritually, that when he breathed in us the breath of life. That was the first thing he did. But when we, when we sin, God still showed how much he loved us. He gave us his heart tangibly by giving us 
his only begotten son, which we'll get into here in a second, right? So the first thing is he gave us his heart spiritually, right? Um, And I heard somebody say this. It's interesting that the heart is the first to live and the last to die. Uh, The first to live and the last to die, right? And so we're we're, we're supposed to be living to protect it. So he gave us uh, secondarily to get us back Back to get the heart that he poured out in us, he gave us his heart in Christ, the best of himself, to draw us back into the kingdom. So he gave us a heart to get a heart back. And so uh, let's go to John 3.16. John 3.16, we know this scripture. Um, it's, kind of, it's, it's pretty familiar for us. John 3.16. Look, look, so for God so loved, anytime you see that word love, you can, you can pull out passion and you can pull out heartfelt with uh, embedded deep inside love. So God so loved the world, he, he, he was so heartfelt towards the world that he gave his only. Now, 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 I know what the rest of the scripture says, but I want us to stop there. God gave his only. <laughs> we know it's his only begotten son, but this just if we stop here, he gave his only. There was nothing left. He, he emptied out. Uh, uh, I don't want to use uh, gambling, but I'll say it this way. Like, like, like he, 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 he put everything in the center of the table. <laughs> Right? It was, it was not left. That's it. It's, it's, hey, I'm giving all of this. It's going to cost me everything. And I'm belie- by faith, I'm believing I'll get what I desire. And that's the hearts that I've lost. Right? I believe I'm going to get what I desire. And that's the hearts that I lost. So he gave us only. So that was the passion of God. The passion of God was to give his only. Right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? Okay, so when he gave his son, this is the interesting thing is, he, he gave his son into the world, but his son had a choice whether to, to, to extend God's plan. So God gave his son, the son could, could have came into the world and just been like a rock star, almost like Lot going into Sodom and actually conforming to, to Sodom as opposed to transforming Sodom, right? He got caught up, right, as opposed to he's supposed to impact. You know, years ago, uh, the, the chosen ones were, were, supposed, were chosen to impact, not get caught up, not just walk around with a badge. We're Christians, uh, we're in Christ we're not supposed to be, we're not supposed to just uh, uh, walk around with, I have God's heart on the inside of me. Look at me. <laughs> Do you have God's heart? Are you going to heaven? No. We're supposed to take all of the, the fullness of God, Ephesians 3.19, right? Let our cup run over and pour out that heart into man. So Jesus was the first person. God took his passion put all of it in Jesus and sent him here to get our hearts back. That's the passion of God. He gave his only. The passion of Christ was he gave himself. The passion of Christ was he gave himself. God gave his only. Christ gave himself. 
So he took all of what God put in him and he laid down his life for us to have a life. He laid down, all, he put all his heart into giving his life so we can give our heart back to God, right? Does that make sense? So God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, his heart. Everything was riding on God's heart seat. So Christ, which is God's heart seat, right? Um, he was injected in this world to bring us back to the Father. John 10 30 says, uh, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. And the scripture says, uh, uh, when, he, when, when Jesus was getting close to the last days, he's talking to God. He said, hey, hey, Father, I did what you told me to do. You know, you gave me, I gave myself to them. Now, this is before he, 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 he completed the crucifixion and everything. He was like, uh, you know, I trained some a remnant. I got this thing started with the, with, you know, with the 12 and then the 70, this, that, and the other. I haven't lost anyone. And so he was praying. He says, okay, we're one. He says, so glorify me. But he says, but also make them one with us. Because that was the original plan. When God, took, when God said in Genesis 1, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Like God could have done anything. He said, he could have just... Hey, I mean, people make cars, but it's not in their image and after their likeness, right? And then they don't pour themselves into the car. Like if, if the car break down, they break down. They don't do that. God did that. He not only made us in his image, he made us to be one with him. I mean, who does that? He made us. I already, it's, it's, it's already me, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to set this up where we're going to pour ourselves into man and give man the opportunity to harmonize and to flow with us, to, for us to dwell in them and them to dwell in us. That's why the scripture says, you abide me, my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Why? Because you're speaking like God spoke the world into existence. You're speaking the same, you're speaking faith-filled words. Right, you're speaking with that same power that breathed life into this earth realm. You're breathing life into this earth realm. That's why you're, you know, we're supposed to be speaking life and not death, right? That makes sense, all right? Let me not get all over the place, which I have, I have a tendency to do is, you know, you know, those that study the word understand when you're studying, you know, you, everything connects. So you can, you can be going down a road of revelation and then you, it connects to this. You be like, ooh, 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 let me get this revelation too. You just got to discipline yourself to stay locked in. So forgive me because I have so many different things running through my mind uh, at so many different times. And, and, and really, if you, sit, if you sit inside my heart, you, you'll just hear uh, a phrase. Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Because I'm always like, it's, it's, it's amazing to see God's plan and what God is doing. Let's go to Romans 5 and see if we can uh, add some more word to uh, God's heart seed. Romans uh, chapter 5, and we're going to start at verse 1. And I know I promised you uh, that you'll start to uh, see the scriptures on the screen. We're just uh, being patient, getting our technology together. But it, hopefully it will be coming this week. All right, so Romans 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, being justified by faith, we have peace with God, right? Look, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
See, we, we got pulled out of that peace with God and God gave his heart to bring us back into that peace. Because when you separate separated from God, it's not like you, you're dysfunctional, right? It's not like you're dysfunctional. Uh, it's probably like you're more like dysfaithanal, if it's such a thing, you know what I'm saying? You're not dysfunctional, you're dysfaithanal, you know, like... It's, 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 you're not without function, but you are without faith. Uh, uh, you're not without, um, uh, first of all, it's like you're without purpose. And so there's something nagging at you all the time. You ever like flow? I know as I was rolling and I wasn't really living for God and I didn't know all I knew about the word. I knew there was God up there. I just never was uh, at peace so I, I self-medicated myself because there was a void and no one, first of all, I didn't take the time to see what the void was and no one, I'm not going to say no one, I didn't take the time to listen to those that were trying to, in advance, being, let, being, being uh, uh, how could I say, uh, deployed by God to minister salvation, minister uh, the word to me, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't receptive or I didn't trust because I, I was trained not to trust anyone. And then because of some betrayals, I definitely didn't trust no one. So as much as I was like, well, I'm in control, I wasn't in peace. And so, and because if, if I was in peace, I wouldn't have needed to self-medicate myself. I wouldn't need all these lusts and vices that I was attracted to. But what it was is something was missing. There's a void. And the whole time it was my communion with God and, 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 and my connection to that communion, accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, letting the Holy Spirit dwell in me to lead me, to guide me, to show me things to come, to utter groanings, uh, to pray prayers, the perfect prayer that I would never be able to pray in the natural. That's what was missing. And so I, I, I there are, Still, wars and rumors of wars. We were talking about that at uh, uh, the um, signs of the time, signs of the time on Wednesday. Uh, but there's peace in the midst of, I guess, what people deem as storms only because uh, of the relationship with Christ and having uh, Christ abide inside me, having God to guide me, having the Holy Spirit to lead me. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful life. And I, I want to recommend it to you, all right? So what did I say? Romans 5, start, uh, verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access. Uh-oh. We have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory, look, 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 we glory in tribulation also. Knowing that, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope, right? And hope maketh not a shame because what? The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts because the love of God, look, look, the heart of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. When we were yet sinners without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely, 
for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, perhaps, right, for a good man, some would even dare to die, right? And, and so here you have, we were disconnected, but God used his Holy Spirit to be the vehicle for Jesus to travel into our hearts, right? Uh, they, they call that regeneration, right? They call that regeneration. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. You know, and so when, when, so the Holy Spirit is the vehicle that connects with our spirit and regenerates. Regenerate means to make alive. There's another regeneration coming in, um, in these, uh, in the end time. Uh, so that regeneration, Titus uh, three five talks about the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. So without getting all deep, but just so uh, there's a little bit of clarity. So when we uh, confess with our confess with our mouth, what we believe in our heart, confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, and, and believe God is raised from the dead. The scripture says we shall be saved, right? In Romans 10 and 9, right? So what takes place at that particular time is the Holy Spirit comes into our, comes into our hearts, regenerates us, makes us alive because the wages of sin is death. The payment for sin is death. So he indwells in us. And then the, 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 the thought is for us to take that dwelling of the spirit that's in us and to feed ourselves with the word, but, but allow the Holy Spirit in to infill us, to infill us, right? And the scripture says, you know, uh, it's like a, uh, the spirit in us is like a well, this dwelling, but springing up to everlasting life. It's, it should be like rivers of water flowing out of us. It says, this he spake of the spirit in John chapter 7, 30, 37 through 39. Right, so, 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 so that's that infilling, but, but there's something else, we, the outpouring that took place on the day of Pentecost when a spirit uh, like Joel fell on upon all of them and, you know, uh, some spoke with tongues and some operated in the gifts of prophecy, the gifts of healing, the uh, working of miracles, 1 Corinthians 12, right? So not, not to get into uh, the, the, uh, the Holy Spirit and his gifts teaching, uh, but just wanted to share that because it, it talks about this regeneration. It says, it says, but God commending his love towards us in that we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's why the Resurrection Sunday is about Christ died for us. Look, it says, it says much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of him. Right? We're saved from the wrath that we've been talking about on Wednesday nights. You know, there's a wrath, you know, of, that, that's going to take place, right? We're saved from that. A lot of people think they're going to be here when the great tribulation takes place. No, it says, the scripture says we're saved from the wrath, right? And so, 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 so as I was thinking through this, I was meditating through it. So, so God's heart, we've been talking about heart seeds. So why would God? Uh, take the time out to make sure he pours his heart into us to get our hearts. Uh, well, we, we read this in, um, on Wednesday. God is meant for none to perish. He's a loving God. He can't stop everybody from perishing. My people perish for lack of knowledge, but he, he desires for none to perish. 
So this is a loving God. Why we allow that? God has allowed choice. He ain't allowing that. That would, we'll put it this way. That, that's not fair. That is allowed. But you have a choice to participate or not. So you have a choice to choose to receive the heart of God. We have a choice. And see, see I, I learned this years ago. When we choose something, uh, our heart's attached to it. If somebody uh, tricked you, it's going to be temporary. Especially when you realize you've been duped. You know, you, you ever got forced to buy something and then you get home, uh, buyer's remorse, right? You get home, like, man, I can't believe I bought it. Calling people, change that, change that, you know? So I think one time we, was at, uh, we got caught up on these seminars, you know, where they get you, <laughs> you know, they got us for it. And we got home, we canceled, <laughs> we canceled the check and didn't buy it. Well, well, that's because we were uh, enticed or, or overwhelmed into making a decision. Um, so when you're manipulated or you're tricked uh, or forced, you, you may be uh, participating, but your heart's not in it. When you choose something, we used to have teams years ago where, you know, guys were like, you going to go out and recruit that guy? I said, well, we recruit the guy. Then we bring him to the team. Then his thoughts are going to be, well, you wanted me. But if he chooses to be on the team, he's going to embrace the challenge, the stretching, the stretching, the preparation and discipline. So God wants us to choose. He said before us, life and death, blessing and curse. And he said, choose life. What's that? Uh, 3019. Deuteronomy 3019. Yeah. So, so, so we have the opportunity to choose. So, so, so in this process, that scripture that Ray read yesterday, Ephesians 5.1, tells us to be imitators of God. So Christ showed up on the scene and... I really believe if we're, if we learn from what he did, some of the voids or some of the things we're believing for, uh, we'll draw them in, right? Some of the things we're believing for, scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to us. So let's look here, um, with that in mind, let's look here, Matthew 11. Again, we're talking about God's heart seed. But God is intentional. Uh, I did. I taught a class in a in a in a, a, a Bible school that we had at the former church, and uh, our professor of this particular class, uh, I was allowed to to oversee the school and left, and so well, actually went to Israel. So I was asked to teach the class on the Jewish holy days. So we get the word holiday from holy days. And going through all of the, the holidays and looking at how a parallel to what Christ did and the timing that he did it, what I, what I summed up my class with, the overall theme of my class was God is intentional. You know, Jesus, uh, we just last week was Passover. Jesus is considered the Passover lamb. Study it out. When he, that, 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 that week before was Passover and he's the Passover lamb. Like you'll see uh, things happen at Passover, him being a Passover lamb. He was risen on the first fruits. That's another holiday. He's in the temple talking about, hey, he closed the book and said, hey, 
this day is the scripture fulfilled at the same place the Maccabees came in and brought the word back into God. Uh, that's where you have to get the feast of dedications from. You know, you got your, you got your candles, you know, it was the manure. Yeah, all that stuff is intentional. You know, all that, all that stuff is, is lined up and you see how God is intentional. So I think God giving us his son and letting his son be here for three and a half years and writing this script of his life for us to look through was intentional too. And look at Matthew 11. Matthew 11 verse uh, 29. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Well, let's look at 28. It says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest, right? And I'll give you rest. Now remember, labor was a result of sin. It was a result of separation of God. Separation from God. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, when God talked to him, he broke down the different things. So he told man he would labor to even just till the ground and to get produce before, you know, basically it was stuff just popping up, but he had to labor. Now we have to dig and plant um, to produce a harvest and water and be, and, and be patient. He, he said the woman would labor in birth. You know, back then it was there, there was no was no labor. It was child born. I mean, I know supernatural childbirth. I know women would be like, man, <laughs> I wish we can get back to that, right? And then he told uh, uh, Satan he would labor to even walk. He said he would crawl on the ground. So we went from favor with God to labor, right? And so here is he's trying to bring us back into the original plan, back into connected with his heart. And it says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, rest from labor. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Key word there is learn of me. It says, for I am meek and lowly of heart. I am meek and lowly of heart. Now that word meek means not self-seeking. Lowly of heart, which is humility, means empty of self. So he says, I'm, I'm not self-seeking. He said, learn of me. I'm not self-seeking and I'm empty of self, right? I'm not self-seeking and I'm empty of self, right? And you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, when we're uh, self-seeking, we lose sight of God's plan. We think that our might and our power uh, can get us whatever wealth we need. But scripture says, uh, uh, it is, uh, forget not the Lord our God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, right? Then, then uh, the scripture says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Uh, John 15 says, apart from him, you can do nothing, John 15, 5, right? So, so we start to uh, seek the things and not the king. You know, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first. So uh, take my heart and seek first. First, the kingdom of God. And that's Matthew 6.33. You start reading from, from Matthew right after the Lord's Prayer, for it to be on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, 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 Matthew 6.10, and you start to go down to Matthew 19. It says, take no thought. It, it starts to say, Wor don't worry for uh, how you're going to eat, sleep, and drink. Right? It's, it talks about the lilies of the field and, and, and to be clothed. It says, don't labor for, for things. Right? Invest in the king. Right? And then at the end it says, I know you have needed these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And so when you're self-seeking, uh, you're going to labor. You're going to, you, you're adding, to, it's too much pressure. Right? You take on a yoke 
that actually uh, brings sorrow to your heart. The very heart that God has given you to, to be creative and to, to live out of fulfillment, to touch your lives, uh, now that heart is being corrupted through pride or corrupted through selfishness. So it says not being full of self. See, when I'm self-seeking, the more I'm not meek, the less humble I'm going to be. Because I'm seeking self, so I'm full. I feed myself, and I'm full of self. I'm selfish. You see what I'm saying? And you, y'all know how it is. When you've been selfish, don't nobody like you. When people are selfish, you can't stand them. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, that's a couple of amens right there. I understand. It's, 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 uh, and so it, what it does is it, it corrupts our heart. And it affects how, how now people don't even get to see our heart. The more you pile on self, the more you disconnect your heart from God, uh, from Christ, and from the body of Christ. And, and, and I, I've, I've studied this out. Everything in our life is looking to spend time with our heart. Everything in our life. Our, hey, hey, husbands and wife, what's the difference between when everything was going smooth and when things get crazy? Somebody done got in the self, somebody done got in the pride, somebody done got in the lust with yourself, right? And it's created the disconnection. That the heart you met is not the heart you're with. And every, everybody, our, our, our children are looking for our heart, right? Hey, 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 your dreams looking for your heart. <laughs> look, look, your dreams and your things, everything is looking for your heart. Hey, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also, <laughs> right? I said, just keep that in mind as we, uh, as we try to learn of Christ. Christ understood the system. I give all of myself to get all of God. I give all of my heart to get all of God's heart. You know, we talked about this uh, uh, last week. It's very difficult in, in, in our lives to, to be fulfilled without giving our heart. See, Christ showed us, God showed us first. Remember, the passion of God was to give his heart. And look at what he's got in return. You know, all these people from all over the world. Christ's passion was to give of himself. So God gave all. Hey, this, I'm all in. Christ, I'm all in. I mean, he, look, Christ was all in and he got all power. All power was given unto me. Heaven and earth. But he had to give all of himself to get all power. So we want all power, we want all fulfillment, but we're not giving all of ourselves to God. See, again, we're straddling the fence or we're hedging our bets. Like we're, 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 we're so uh, divided. But the scripture says if you believe in your, in your heart. No, no, the scripture says if you shall not doubt in your heart, be double-minded in your heart. Because James chapter 1 says you're double-minded in all your ways. Mark chapter 11 says don't doubt in your heart. Don't doubt in your heart because you, that means you're not giving all of yourself. You're giving some of yourself, but you're, you're giving some of yourself to God, some of yourself to the world. But you want all of God. And God is not like man. 
God is like, no, nah, no, nah, you, you don't believe in me. You don't trust me. I don't have all of you. Remember in the last days it says, but we cast out demons and heal the sick and raise the dead. Depart from me, you worker of inequity. I don't know you. I haven't seen your heart since I gave it to you. <laughs> you see the difference? Look, the scripture says, even it says in First uh, Timothy 6, it says God's given us uh, richly all things to enjoy. So this, this life with Christ is not about not enjoying yourself. I love my life. But he hasn't given us richly all things to, to, to idolize or to lord over. Because it says if we trust in these uncertain riches, it says it pierces us through with many sorrows. It, 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 it actually corrupts our heart. See, because we're seeking the wrong thing. What keeps our heart healthy and, and vibrant, keeps that passion alive. Think about when we were young, um, I'm going to say when we were young because, you know, it's a little different now in our culture. Now, when we were young, first of all, we was outside more. So this would have really been getting on our, our nerves, right? You know, it's probably getting on some of the, the older people's nerves now because we were, because we wouldn't have been able to go out and play with nobody. They shut down the playground and stuff like that. But guess what? Them shutting down the playground and stuff like that doesn't have a, as great of an effect in this culture as it would have in our culture. You know why? Because... Kids could just be uh, PlayStation, you know, and they, you know, they, they, they virtual PlayStation, they video PlayStation. Let's, they do, they already been doing live feeds, you know. Uh, <laughs> we just start doing live. They, 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 why? Because yeah, they playing those games. What's so tough about that is you don't really have to use all your passion or your heart to play games. You see, because the, uh, uh, it's you don't have to use your imagination. They created imagination for you. You know, whether it's a, was it a 2K or whatever, they, 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 they created the moves for you, right? Some cases, I guess you could. I don't play the games, you know. But when I was young, like, like we had to create games. Like, we had to make up, so like, like, on the fly, we just had to make up stuff. Man, you know, uh, the girls would do the little line where they do their little hopscotch and, and stuff like that, right? We used to take the same hopscotch uh, what do you call it? I guess a board. You know, I guess they, they, they took the little chalk and created the little, you know, it was like a one box, two box, one box, two box, one box, two box. We took that same board and played tops. So what we would do is we would get the tops. Uh, now, this is so interesting. You know, I didn't think about it at the time. But it was actually uh, the alcohol tops. You know, like the, the smearing off tops and the, <laughs> you know, you know, the Seagram's Gin tops. And we would take it and we would take the top. And then, you know, we would, uh, you had to knock the top. You had to be sweet, though. You had to knock the top out of the box. Well, if you was uh, a professional, uh, knock, knock the top out of the box, you would get your tops. You would get a big top and a little top. You would take some wax, melt it inside the one top, cover it up so you had a little weight on that top, you know, so you can control it better. Because if it was light, it wouldn't, you couldn't do what you... You couldn't flick it like you, see, see some of y'all are like, what? See, some of the young people are like, what is he talking about? But we played talks, we, we just, created, I mean, we, we played it, you know, obviously hide and seek and stuff like that, but, you know, we created all types of games. I took a pack of army men, and I used to be by myself, took a, I'd take a pack of army men, and I created in my house a whole fortress. 
Like I had like, I had snipers, you know, I had scouts. And then, you know, they had the little guns on them. Sometimes I would take the guns off, you know, so it would just create fists, you know. So this was my dude that would go and be beating up on folk. But I had a whole story written out like right there. When I wrote short stories in school, guess what? I had to create the story. Like now, all that takes passion. So now when, when, when something came up, when, when it looked like we were bored, it triggered our creativity. We figured out what to do. Man, I wrote so much back then. I wrote poetry. I wrote short stories. I drew all the time. I drew uh, all types of superheroes and, and uh, murals and things like that. Because what? We, I had to use my creativity because otherwise I'd be bored. Now, boring is an indictment. It, boring comes across like you're stuck. <laughs> no, you're not. You have a heart that God has given you and within that heart is creativity. That's why the scripture says, cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. What it's saying is cast down all these things that's been flooding your mind. Think on these things that are lovely, that are pure, right? It's telling us to think on, it says worry for nothing. Before it tells you to think on these things, before it says the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. See, think on these things, Philippians 4, 8. The peace of God will guard your heart and your mind is Philippians 4, 7. Philippians 4, 6 says be careful for nothing, worry for nothing. But through prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God. We can't even fathom to believe for something beyond what we've seen to even make the request. We magnify what's in front of our face and say that's greater than the ability for God to create or manifest what we create to take care of whatever comes at us. See, God stepped out in the world, right? And uh, after Satan's been cast down and he saw a void and darkness. Read the Bible. God never said, man, it's dark in this void up in his peace. He ne the, the next words that came out of his mouth was creativity. Let there be light. So we're made in this image and after this likeness, we were always designed to, to when, when, when there's craziness and chaos, to speak creative words from our creative imagination pumped by the heart of God. We were always designed to do that. And we've been, so, so, so this time that we've had really is the time for us to get back to creativity. Listen, we walked up here today. Uh, we're going uh, to take the pictures and put them up. Walked up here today, so, we, so we, on our property, we have three crosses, right? So we drove up, and, and so the middle cross had, had a, 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 what do you call it? A, a shears over it, white shears over it, creativity, right? I, I, you know, people drive out on crosses all the time. But I guarantee they looked at it today. And they said, hey, that middle cross, that's representing Christ. Then we get to the doors and, and you know, our, our outside of the church, our colors is blue and white. We get to the doors and there's these beautiful reefs on the doors. That's the color of the church. Yes, yeah, that's Stella. That's Stella Dixon. You know, just using our creativity. You know, you got, you got Shayla Davis at home uh, creating a throne chair for... Uh, for a one night with a king. Like, like, like taking a chair 
and transforming it into a throne. Creativity. Uh, we was talking to Cynthia the other day, and she says, I'm back writing again. So, so, so my question is this, are, are you using the heart of God? Or are you sitting around, I'm bored. Oh, man, I'm tired of watching TV. Good. You're tired of watching somebody else's imagination. You want to now participate in your own? <laughs> see, see, God is trying to uh, set us up. You can believe beyond what, you're, what you've been seeing. You just got to tap back into that heart. But you got you to remove all that self-seeking away. You got to remove all that, uh, that, that self out. And now start to... See, see people get creative when when they start thinking of what they could do to impact people. Some of the greatest inventions in the world is people just want to help people. Internet is trying to give it away. Actually, it's trying to give away Facebook. <laughs> it's trying to give it away. I know I just mentioned certain things. But what I'm saying is, but it was all about serving people. Like it was all about giving away and and think about Christ walking through and, and compassion welled up in him. His heart started to beat. beat, beat. And, and, and he's like, what's going on? And, he, and, and what it was is he sensed needs. And when he sensed needs, it tapped into his creative ability, pulled on the heart of God, and guess what? People were healed. It hadn't happened. No one had seen that. And if you go through it, because we try to uh, cookie cutter the whole healing thing. You know, the only way you can heal somebody is lay hands. The only way you can heal somebody is to do this. No, no, Jesus, Jesus, he did it, he did it for a reason. So he, he did it so we wouldn't be cookie cutter. So we realized we would uh, need God for our daily bread, right? Need God for our daily bread to, to pull on God to get what we need for and customize it for the situations. So one time he, he, he spit on some clay and slapped it on somebody's eyes. Well, another time uh, he just told the person to get up. The, you know, the person that was all the people getting healed in the pool. And the guy sitting there, he's like, I, I know, I can see Jesus coming to the pool. People coming in the pool, they getting healed. You sitting here needing healing. Now, 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 I can get if the healing was in another state, another desert. You know, you might, you, you might can't ride a camel right now. But it's, it's the pool that you're looking at every day. People going in and they're coming out healing. Dude, if you had to roll over, squirm, something, you know, <laughs> just, you know, like, come on, man. And, and, and I can see Jesus' heart welled up again. And he could have been like, you know what? You just stay there then. Because some of us would have been like, okay, so since you're sitting there, you know, uh, you're needy. Uh, uh, remember the teaching, the victim, playing the victim. I, you stay there and play the victim. Why does, hey, I don't know how long this fool going to last, but you stay there and just keep looking at it. But keep looking at people coming out healing. Jesus didn't do that. Jesus, he's, he's wonderful. He's way beyond our, our hearts. He was like, man, just get up and walk. I can just see him like, not even like nothing deep, just like, Man, man, get up and walk, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just tripping, man. You know, you re really, you gonna make me work like that? Like I be telling people so that you gonna make me work like that, right? Come on, man, just get up and walk, right? So we have this in us. We have this ability in us, and God gave us His heart to make it happen. I, 
like he said, hey, I, I can see God going, hey, let us make man in our image. But hey, only way they're going to see what we see, be creative like we creative, love like we love, we're gonna, I, we, I, we got to put our heart in them. We have to put our heart in them. Then Satan comes up with his plan, and I can see God. See, God, God could have been like, oh, man, there you go. First, he was trying to shake up everything here. Now, I ain't going to go down there and try to get jealous and envious over my, my people. He's trying to steal their worship, pouring their heart back up to me. Seeking worshipers, God seeking worshipers. Satan was the worshiper. He said, oh, man, I, I can see God. But see, I can't see God complaining. He's because God's heart fuses uh, creativity. He's like, okay, not a problem. This is what we'll do. Jesus, I'm going to take you who embodies my heart. You can go down there and draw them back in to harmony with us so we can get back to doing what we need to do, man. Because, man, they, 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 they can't survive down there without seeing beyond the scene. They can't do it, man. There's no way they can live in that life uh, with, with, with staring in their face limits. So we got to put unlimited in them. We got to put exceedingly abundantly above all they can ask or think in them. Right? We, we got to put the ability in them to not look on the things that are seen because they're temporary. Look on the things that they can't see that's eternal. See, see, the scripture says in John, uh, uh, in, in Romans 5, we read it. He shed his love abroad in our heart <laughs> by the Holy Ghost. He put that, that passion in us to, to believe beyond the scene. See, so when we complain, we're just magnifying the obvious. But the scripture tells us in Philippians 2.14, it says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. Like, like, like magnifying the negative like why are we magnifying the negative see because we actually can speak and manifest what we want to see as opposed to magnifying what's already manifested you know something we talk about here at the church a lot like like our uh, circumstances the negative circumstances don't need our words they've already manifested see our words can manifest something what needs our help is what's not manifested. So we don't, like, you know, if, if your knee hurting, you saying your knee hurting over and over and over, it's already hurting. You need healing, though. So healing needs the assistance of the creative power of your heart to speak out words. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So the, the, your, 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 your knee needs you to feed yourself the word of God on healing. Let it fill up your heart in abundance because it's been designed to, uh, to recharge that heart and to speak out healing in your life, not magnify the circumstances, right? And so, so, so I think if, if, we, if we challenge ourselves, we can do this. Now, God already set us up, right? He already set us up and by just loving us. As I'm going to close out with this uh, passage here, and then we're going to have communion. Do our offering have communion? And, um, uh, well, pray, do our offering and have communion here in a little bit. But let's go to 1 John. I'm going to close out in this passage. 1 John 4. God's heart seed. God's heart seed. 
You know, I, I think, you know, this is a Resurrection Sunday, and we normally spend a lot of time highlighting the resurrection, and we say, okay, Christ died for us, and he rose from the dead. Are we living a life that's parallel to his resurrection? So, in other words, is my life a life that's showing value to his death, burial, and resurrection? If, if, if Christ, or am I living a life that Christ could have done none of those things, and I could be living a life that I live? But I should be living a life that's worthy of resurrection. It's the least I can do. Hey, you died for me, Christ. The least I can do is live a life that's worthy of your sacrifice. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes sense to you out there. You know, Just challenge yourself to live a resurrected life for the, for the resurrected Christ. All right, so first, first John 4, and we'll start here at verse 13. It says, hereby we know that we dwell in him. So we, we're... we're we're remaining in him and he's in us because he has given us his spirit. It says, and we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son to be savior of the world, right? Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the son of God, God dwelleth in him and he in God. So bringing us back to being as one, right? It says, uh, and we have known and believe the love that God has hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Okay, oh, it says God is love. It doesn't say he uh, loves sometimes. It says God is love, right? Doesn't say that? And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. So we, we got to stay in love, not in hate, not in envy, not in selfishness, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect. Or So we have love, but this is what completes and matures our love. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, look, look, as he is, so are we in this world. So we look at all the things that we said, learn of Christ, uh, the image of God. It says, so, so in the day of judgment, we have boldness, not arrogance. We have boldness because we know we've, we've stayed in harmony, lockstep with, in, in righteousness. So as he is, so are we in this world. So, so we understand that the, the, uh, the, uh, the impending uh, tribulation and, and, and craziness, that, that, that's not for us, right? It says, there is no fear. Look, 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 there's no fear in love. And, and see, the word fear is reservation or doubting in your heart, right? False evidence appearing real. There's no fear in love. When you're in full passion, when you're in full heartfelt, you're giving heartfelt seeds, it's not with reservation. But perfect love casts out fear. So matured love cast out fear, right? It says, because fear has torment. It's torment us. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. He that doubts is not made perfect in love because you're not going to give all of yourself to everything that God is sending you to. Alright, we love him, look, because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. 
For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Right? And I'll just read the last verse. And this commandment have we from him that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. So, so, okay, so we're saying God, his passion was to give his only. Christ's passion was to give himself. Our passion has to give of ourselves. Right? When we're in fear, we hold back. When we're in fear, it's, it's with reservation. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's safe. You know, we, 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 we've been saying this for 20 years probably. It's like walking a high wire. If you're in fear with a net, you're prepared what? To fall. Those people fall more because they're prepared to fall. Those that are skilled walk high wires without a net. They're not prepared to fall. Falling is not even an option. They're all in. Right? They're all in. Hey, I'm walking this high wire. And you watch them. They be walking like, <laughs> you know, they're walking down the street. But, but you know, but, but the only way they can do that, they can't consider falling. Honestly, walking a high wire is like walking down. It's like me doing just this right here. It's walking the same way, just one foot in front of the other. The only time you can fall is if you doubt that you're going to keep in line, keep step, and keep balance. Just like when you first learn how to ride a bike, if you think you're going to fall, you, you fall. But now we don't fall because it's not even a consideration. Same bike, same balance. The difference is we don't doubt in our heart. And that's what God was trying to say. God is trying to tell us not doubt in our heart, um, especially if we engage people. Uh, never, don't fear that, that I, I'll limitly give myself because I, you know, just in case, you know, I get played or just in case I lose out. We don't have to do that. You can give your time. You can give your talents. You can give your treasures. Uh, but, but be led by God as, as you'll be led by God. We, we read the scripture in 2 Corinthians 9, as a purpose in your heart, so give. You know, so when you're giving your, whether it's, again, your time, your talents, and your treasure, um, like, like what we do, we always give, and sometimes, you know, it looks like, okay, what are you doing? Because uh, we give away everything, <laughs> especially here at the church. We give away everything uh, in our life, too. Uh, but the thing is, like, we, we realize something, like, we give bountifully, we receive bountifully. Do we give our time bountifully? We receive people giving their time bountifully. We give our talents, we give our treasures. Like, if I'm doing something for somebody, you know, I, I do art, you know, somebody asks me to do something, I just do it. Like, I'm not trying to make no money for it. Hey, I need, I need a logo for this camp, this, that, and the other. I just make it, you know. Um, but God has people doing those same things. And, and, uh, and I, I think we can get back in the harmony that God planned from the beginning. Remember when the disciples got together and they started flowing and they was flowing in power? It said nobody wanted for nothing. Like, so nobody was focused on self. Nobody was self-seeking. It was all about kingdom work. And that's what uh, God wants us to be about. So uh, that's, that's, that's all I have for you today. I do want to take some time to pray for you, just encourage you to uh, return to harmonizing your heart with God. You know, uh, you know, again, of course, that starts with uh, 
Believe it in your heart. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe God raised from the dead. Don't want to take that for granted. So we want to take the time to pray for those that, that, that really are in need of prayer. Uh, if you have a prayer thought or request, at this particular time, we'll give you a, a, you know, a few seconds or so to call in. Uh, you can call in at 712-775-7031. That's 712 712-775-7031. And I believe the, the access number is 994-167. So 712-775-7031. And the access code is 994 167. Uh, if you have a prayer request and we can hear you in here, uh, we'll make sure we lift your prayer request in addition to praying for those that are on, on the line and uh, not forgetting about you. You might say, hey, I just want to um, attach my faith to Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to pray for you. Those that have backslidden, um, to backslide means to be climbing, taking step at a path. You slide back a lot further than your climb. Um, some, some of us are backslidden. But scripture says if you confess your sin, God is faithful you to forgive you of the sin and cleanse you of the unrighteousness, the guilt of it. First John 1 and 9. And of course, we talked about being filled with the spirit or baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we do want to pray for you to be, you already have the spirit in you if you've accepted Jesus, but that infilling of the Holy Spirit, you know, and we want to pray for that. And then, you know, uh, you may be out there and you're like, man, I didn't have a time, a opportunity to join Ayers Christian Center Church uh, when service, when we were live. Hey, you can right there say, you know, I want to join and then give us a call. All right. So I want to pray for those four things. But any other thing anybody uh, has uh, prayer for anybody online, do you have them turned up, Marcus? Yeah, any Anybody online have a prayer request? They haven't done so well. You can unmute your phone and uh, express that prayer. That would be great. You can keep it simple if you want everybody in your business. All right, so nobody online have a pray, has, has any particular thing they want to pray for. All right, if you do, just jump in and say, and then we'll make sure we pray for you. All right, well, Father God, we uh, lift up those that right now, um, uh, they're in need of salvation. Uh, you know, they want to accept Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. They want to rededicate themselves to Christ. Uh, they want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we ask, Lord, that uh, uh, right now you, you uh, hear their prayer as we confess together. I'm going to ask you guys uh, that are uh, want to rededicate yourself or want to, Accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, you are the Christ, Son of the living God. I believe that you died for me. And God raised you from the dead. I confess now with my mouth what I truly believe in my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart to stay. Jesus, I've confessed you as my Lord and Savior. You promised me a comforter. The Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit, come dwell in me. Fill me up to overflowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now somebody else, uh, somebody chimed in that wants some additional prayer. Have somebody make a thought. Uh, anybody has a, uh, any additional prayer? Not, we're going to. Yes. Go ahead. Who's that? Hello? Marcus, turn that music down a little bit because I couldn't hear. Uh, could you repeat what you said? I couldn't hear you. Avian Peterson. Okay, so what would you like prayer for, Avian? Well, um, Pastor, I've been diagnosed with the coronavirus um, as of March 26th. And God is an awesome healer. I have been fighting it and um, believing the Lord for complete healing. He has done an awesome job with me so far, but I'm just believing Jehovah Rapha for complete healing. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's stand in agreement with prayer. You know, uh, God is, is the healer. We're, we're all getting in agreement. Uh, he said he redeemed us from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. Uh, so we believe, uh, he says, by his stripes we were healed in 1 Peter 2.24. And uh, Isaiah 53. So, Father God, we lift up Avion and Stevenson, and we thank you from top of our heads to soles of our feet or organ cells, ligaments, and tissues functioning to perfection in which you designed them to function. We thank you that no malfunctions in our body. Lord, uh, you said every, every knee shall bow. Uh, uh, so, we believe that even that name, that name of coronavirus, even though it's, it means uh, king virus. Uh, it has to bow down to the king of kings. Uh, so we speak uh, that virus to get out of her body and to be removed. You are the healer. We're not the healer, but you said we can attach our faith to it. And you said you sent your word to heal us. So we send that word to heal her. You said by your stripes we heal. So we thank you. You took stripes for her healing. So we thank you for a full manifestation of healing. You're no respective person. You've healed people uh, that's a part of this family from cancer. You've healed people from comas. So we thank and praise you. The virus is nothing to you. So we thank and praise supernaturally through the airways, Lord. We believe your power, peace, and presence is on Avion now in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. So, so, so just keep confessing. You believe, you receive your healing in Jesus' name daily. You know, if you feel a symptom or a thought, just keep, keep confessing it. Keep confessing it. And I gave you Isaiah 53, uh, 1 through 5. I gave you first Pete. I'm sorry, I'm going fast. Uh, Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. First uh, Peter 2, 24. You may know these scriptures already. And then I gave you... Um, Galatians 3.13. Amen. Yes, sir. So, so, yes. Glory to God. Anybody else have a, a prayer request? I'm sorry. I didn't make sure I can hear you. All right. So we're, we're going to do communion. Um, Resurrection Sunday, we like to do communion. We'll do communion and then we'll have our offering. So... Uh, 
I should have told you this ahead of time, but if you can grab some juice, some bread, juice, crackers, it's not the, the implements, it's the faith that we attach to, right? So, so I'm going to give you everybody some time to get their, uh, their communion implements. You know, just grab some juice real quick and just grab a piece of bread or a cracker or something uh, so we can uh, partake in communion together. This is, this is, this is, this would be cool. Um, just, uh, you know, from all over the country, different folk coming together to attach their faith to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. I was just giving everybody a minute, you know. I, you know, y'all weren't ready to do communion necessarily. Man, go on out there. Get, come on, don't be lazy. Go on and get that juice. Go, go grab something in the refrigerator to drink and something to eat. I was just covering y'all wasn't that far from the refrigerator, so you could just... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a lot easy for you. All right, so, so uh, you know, communion is special. And the Bible says, you know, uh, as far as partaking of communion, you know, just make sure you properly discern the Lord's body. You know, make sure your heart's right. So let's pray. Uh, Father God, we uh, lift you up. Uh, we thank you, praise you for, uh, you know, uh, things that we know of that's in our heart uh, and things that we don't know of as, as, as that's, that's, uh, has, has separated us from you or created a, a, a disconnect. We ask that you forgive us for any sins, seen and unseen. Uh, Lord, we do with our, with our whole heart uh, repent of anything that could have uh, compromised our harmony with you. Uh, Lord, uh, we ask that you have mercy on us as we take the time to participate um, in attaching our faith and reminding ourselves of your death, burial, and resurrection. So, um, the Bible says, and uh, Jesus had told them to go to the upper room, and they, they, they were in the upper room, and, you know, told them to say, tarry in Jerusalem till I empower you, power, I send you power from on high. So, 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 Jesus actually had a last supper with them, and he had his last supper, and uh, probably parallel in the stories, but he had the last supper, and he, he took the cup, I'm sorry, he took the bread, <laughs> And he broke it. And he said, this is my body that was broken for you, that, that is, is broken for you. He says, as often as you do, do, do this in remembrance of me. He says, so let us eat together. So they ate together. Let us eat together. So after he supped, uh, he picked up the, his cup. He says, this represents the New Testament of my blood that was shared for you. We know that there's life in the blood, right? He says, as often as you do, do this in remembrance of me. He said, let us drink, so let us drink together. I'm going to ask you to put your hands on your body somewhere uh, as we pray. So, uh, Lord Jesus, we attach our faith to communion to your uh, you giving your body for us and also giving your blood for us. We thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you uh, Lord for establishing this covenant to remind us that we're redeemed from the curse of the law of poverty, sickness, and death. We're rich, we're healed, and we're eternally alive. 
And Lord, so, so again, we, 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 we attach ourselves to uh, not just your death and your burial, but your resurrection. And we commit ourselves to live a resurrected life, a, a healthy life, a whole life, a healing life. We thank you because of your covenant that we're way beyond anything out here that's trying to attack our lives. So we just thank and praise you for that now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're going to do our offering. Uh, I was about to say, ushers, you go to all the houses and collect the uh, communion implements, but I guess you know, we can't do that. All right, so <laughs> we're going to do our uh, offering for the day. At Ayers Christian Center Church, we have, uh, we have uh, one offering, um, and we believe that we attach our faith to that. We attach our faith to everything we do. Uh, the scripture says, you know, you take care of your sealed houses. It says... Uh, it says you've been going to take care of your seal's house but neglecting God's house. It says, but you have clothes and don't have enough. It says you, you, uh, you eat and you, and, and you have clothes, you're not warm. You eat and you don't have enough. It says you, you have money, but it's like putting money in bags with holes in it. But, but the scripture's just saying, like in Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's all it's saying. He says, don't forget about me first. Even with, uh, it tells us in Malachi, it says, Prove me, test me. God said, test me. Prove me uh, that I won't have pour out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive when you when you tithe, when you give a tenth of what you have, when you give the seed out of the fruit. Uh, he says, he says, prove me that, that I won't pour out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive, and I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. And your vine won't cast forth fruit before its time, being the perfect time and perfect season, perfect resource. He says, give, and it shall be given unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaken, shaken together, running over, shall men give into our bosom. It says, he that, that giveth bountifully shall reap bountifully. He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. He says, God gives seed to the sower, both to minister bread for your food. So that's most of the fruit. Most of it is for us. But also to multiply your seed sown, to keep what you have going. Keep it. The scripture tells us to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. So, so again, we just try to attach our faith with the word. I was giving you time to either prepare your offering. You can do it online at heirscc.org. Um, you have a giving tab. You got PayPal, Cash App. If you're so led, just make sure as the purpose is in your heart. Second Corinthians 9. Um, and then um, also some people are, again, a little leery about doing things online. So uh, at the bottom of the screen... Uh, on our website, it has our mailing address, uh, P.O. Box 7064, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28241, or uh, 10301, Harwood Lane. Again, that's Charlotte, North Carolina, 28214. So the actual church building is 28214. The actual P.O. Box is 28241. P.O. Box again is P.O. Box 7060. All of that is Charlotte, North Carolina. Church address 10301 um, Harwood Lane. Then uh, we're going to give online also, but just so we can pray together. All right, so we want to pray over all those seeds sown. Father God, we just thank and praise you for every seed sown. Uh, we thank and praise you for the faith attached to giving. We believe, Lord, you'll pour out a blessing 
we won't have room enough to receive you. You can devour for our sake. Things that we have will last longer, extend, be stronger, uh, won't get broken down. We also believe that our vine, what we produce in life, uh, will be at a perfect time, in perfect season, perfect resources. We won't be ahead of you. We'll be right with you. We also believe because we give, it's given unto us good measure, press down, shake together, run over, men are given unto our bosom. Um, we just thank and praise you, Lord, that um, we're taking care of uh, your kingdom, your people, your house, and you're taking care of us, uh, multiplying all of our seeds. So, in Jesus' name, amen. Give us just a few more minutes. Uh, we're going to uh, do a few announcements, and we'll work to have the announcements flash up here within the next week or so. But right now, we have the wonderful Pastor Mel. She's going to do the announcements, and then uh, she'll close out in prayer. Uh, again, thank you for your time and attention to the word. We love you. Glory to God. What a marvelous word we had today. Oh my goodness. Um, I love uh, every word that was presented to us um, in terms of um, how our passion is connected with our heart and our creativity is connected with our heart. So that's a Wonderful word, Pastor. Thank you for sharing that. All right. So One Night with the King is currently on hold. Further information will be forthcoming once the stay-at-home order is lifted. Baptism are on hold as well until the stay-at-home order is lifted. Uh, Airborne Summer Camp is tentatively scheduled for June the 8th through August the 28th. Further information will be given as we continue to monitor the stay-at-home order updates. I would love to say, or we would love to say, happy birthday to all the, everyone who was born in April. Uh, I got plenty of calls saying, hey, can you acknowledge our birthdays? Uh, but if you have a birthday for April, we want to celebrate you and tell you that may your days be filled with joy and peace and prosperity. All right. Happy birthday to all my April people. All right. So here's our weekly reminders. Attention youth ages 13 to 19. Join the Air Force Youth and Young Adult Ministry via Zoom every Thursday at 7 p.m. to discuss exciting and relevant topics. Once the stay-at-home order is lifted, we will resume our meeting in the Air Force meeting room. The uh, meeting ID is, if you hopefully you have a pen and paper on hand, 883-3856-5505. Again, that's 883 Five six five five zero five, and the code is one nine four five four seven one nine four five four seven. Ladies, please join us on our weekly Girl Talk conference call, which is held every Thursday at seven p.m. Stay tuned ladies because we are having girl talk girl talk is actually going to begin a virtual face-to-face -face platform so more information will be coming soon regarding that we have uh, as a matter of fact girl talk and guy talk we have people uh, calling from all over the united states uh, and it's been a blessing we've done it now for almost 10 years i believe it is men 
please join Guy Talk conference call, which is held every Saturday at 10 a.m. Please join them. There's uh, plenty of men, as I said, all around the world that uh, they chime in and the Lord uses every voice. Master Life will be live discipleship training class. Master Life discipleship training class will be live and will be held this coming Sunday starting uh, at 9.15 a.m. So you want to make sure you avail yourselves to that. It's a wonderful opportunity to really grow in the Lord and be discipled because it's, it's, it's not enough just to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but we now need to know how to live this Christ-like uh, out intercessory prayer we had just started doing intercessory prayer in our sanctuary on uh, Wednesdays as well as Sundays uh, however due to the stay-at-home order uh, we are now see you can't stop God <laughs> he always finds a way so we actually have our intercessory prayers going to be performed actually um, at church I'm, I'm sorry, not at church, on the conference line, I'm sorry, on the conference line, uh, Wednesdays at 7, I'm sorry, 6 to 7, Wednesdays 6 to 7, and then also on Sundays uh, from 8.30 to 9.15. Uh, and then also we have everyday morning prayer from Monday through Friday, uh, 5 a.m. to 6. So it, you do yourself really good uh, if, if we can avail ourselves to the 5 a.m. to 6 prayer uh, line. A lot has been happening. And what we do is we pray for family, friends, community, our world, our church, uh, your church. Um, and, and so we uh, invite you to participate in that. Please visit our website for additional information on any of these announcements. And uh, hopefully you can uh, get additional information. Um, due to, we will say this, um, the word is a gift. And when you share God's word, the, his gift, then you are uh, being the vessel that God uses to impact lives. And so we encourage you uh, to use the social media and to help us to spread the word. So like our Facebook page, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. And uh, and just never miss a message. Now that we are streaming live, we'll be doing that for uh, till Jesus comes, I believe. <laughs> uh, but we would love to have you back. Uh, view our broadcasts. You can view our broadcasts uh, either live, as I said, or you can actually... Uh, uh, catch us on Access TV or Access 21 TV here in Charlotte. Also, we are um, uh, we have the privilege and an honor to be in Australia. Uh, our uh, uh, some of our teachings are done through Faith Extreme TV in Australia. And then also, if you could uh, like us. Uh, or subscribe, I'm sorry, subscribe to us on YouTube and SoundCloud. So I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And uh, we appreciate this opportunity to spread the gospel. We're asking you to do the same. Uh, and, uh, and we really uh, hope that you have a wonderful Resurrection Day. Be mindful and awaken to what God is doing in your life today. Attach your seeds so that you can have the creativity uh, and flow in the things of God so that uh, 
today and moving forward, you will forever be changed. All right, well, let's close out in prayer. Father, we come before you right now as humble as we know to do. We first off thank and praise you for this is the day that you have made and we all will rejoice in it and be glad. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our redemption, for our healing, uh, to save uh, this world right now. We are in desperate need of you now, Lord, as always. Um, we need you right now for your hand to be upon us, to touch us right now, to lift some of the people up, Lord, those that are discouraged. We're thankful right now that your word is true and your word will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you set out to, be, to do. And so we thank you that uh, you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And so we thank you for Jesus, our King of kings and Lord of lords. And God, we magnify you, we worship you, we give you honor today. And Jesus, you reign supreme. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you.